Hey, this is Butch Patrick. That's right, Eddie Munster. And it's almost Halloween. If you're listening to me, you're listening to Canned Air Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today from the scenesnobs.com, we have Mick Manhattan and the madman Casey Plot. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. We've been wanting to get you guys on for some time. Uh, I believe we were on uh, the scene snobs. When was that, Nick? It's about over a year, about ago. a year ago or so. It had yeah. to be about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad we finally uh, we just we just got busy, you know. People just are lining up to be here, Mick. We just can't push them aside for you. <laughs> well, I, I definitely, I have, listen, I have you guys. Yeah, and you have much more important people lined no, up to be I'm, I'm fucking, I am kidding. I am totally just. No, no, I, I'm not. I know it. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty low on the totem pole. It's totally fine. <laughs> no, I trust. I was totally kidding. I wanted you guys uh, on the show for some time. Ask Randy. He can he can uh, uh, contest for me. But I really like what you guys are doing. You have a good show. Uh, it's obvious you guys are uh, just really good, honest guys. You just put yourself out there. You know what I mean? You're not trying to be something you're not. And I appreciate that. But before we start gushing all over the scene, snobs, we got some other stuff to get done first. I appreciate uh, uh, it. You can keep gushing, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about vampires from throughout pop culture in our retro roundtable this week. I've got a few picks that I don't think anybody's going to have. At least I hope not, because I'm, I'm going to try to get some laughs off them, maybe. But We'll see. I, we'll see. <laughs> So that should be fun, and then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Mick and the Madman to talk more about thescenesnobs.com. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air if you like what we're doing. Want to show a little bit of support to your uh, favorite podcast over here? Go to CandairPodcast.com. There's a button on there where you can buy merch and another button where you can become a patron, get access to the Candare Patreon pod and all those special little audio projects that only those uh, paid patrons are getting. So once again, candarepodcast.com. Randy, what am I forgetting? So your boys are on Evergreen Podcast Network. Check us out on evergreenpodcast.com and all the other shows. And then if you are listening to this and it is before Octo- uh, October 31st, we want your spooky stories to read on mm-hmm. the air. So uh, reach out to us on our website and uh, we may just get you on to tell us your uh, haunted tales. Yeah, we just got uh, finished recording a few said haunted tales, and I'm they're excited. pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited to get mm-hmm. them on the episode. So we, we just need a lot more. We wanna we wanna bulk it up with uh, with I use air quote true uh, ghost stories, <laughs> or maybe I shouldn't use air quote. Who knows if they're true? And I'm digging a hole. I'm gonna shut up. Let's kick it off with it's this sp- week's retro spooky. round table. Do it, do it. Come on, I'm here. Come on, do it now. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, I've got plenty of those for you if you want those. You say you got ghost stories, Mick? Yeah, I used to do uh, ghost hunting in uh, for on Weird New Jersey. Oh shit! I told you he was in New Jersey. All right, we might have to we might have to get another recording from you when this is done. <laughs> oh yeah, I got plenty of those. Almost died plenty of times. Oh wow, that's what we were wanting to hear. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah, well, that's why you don't mess with homeless people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That is, yeah, I'm not saying ghosts. I'm saying we might have to. Ghosts, we might have to. Rec- if you're up out. for it, Mick, we get a couple of these stories on uh, yeah. on audio. Sure, absolutely. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here after the episode. But bef- before we do that, let's talk about some vampires, gentlemen. Vampires and pop culture. Randy, why don't you show us how it's done, sir? All right. So I've always been a quintessential quintessential Bella Lugosi fan. Jesus, I couldn't get that out. Sorry. Um, and then I started watching the Hammer film series of Dracula's with Christopher Lee as the big bad himself. And uh, yeah, he takes it up a definite notch. Uh, just all the Dracula films from Hammer. I mean, it's it's blood, it's guts, it's it's tits. I mean, you, you name it all, it's on there. 
So uh, it's definitely the uh, big boys version of Dracula. I still have yet to see it, honestly. I, I what feel is it, ashamed. Hammer? It's the Hammer. So Hammer is a movie studio in the UK, and it was actually uh, Christopher Lee, and most of the times he was played uh, paired opposite uh, Peter Cushing, who played Van Helsing, and also uh, Dr. Frankenstein. So Wow. Yeah, the Peter Cushing Van Helsing was amazing. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are, if you haven't seen them, you should definitely check those out. I don't know why, but Dracula and like, I mean, vampires are cool, but the Dracula stuff has never really caught my uh, same here attention. Really, I have nothing against it. I mean, I think it's a cool concept idea, yada yada yada. But I think it's just funny. Hey, so long, so long as the vampires don't sparkle, I'm down. Bingo. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll stay unless they start to twinkle. <laughs> All right. Uh, was that all, Randy? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Casey, what do you got for us, sir? Uh, well, uh, one of that I have always been a fan of that always, for me, kind of completely encapsulated who Dracula is was Gary Oldman in Bram Stoker's The Dracula. The Dracula. Mm -hmm. I, I loved sure. his portrayal. I think he did such a fantastic job. And we get the trans, the morphing into different animals with the becoming a wolf and a bat and all the classic stuff in the Renfield. Just the whole story was done so well. So I, that's one of my tops. And that him guy being old is Dracula, a straight up chameleon, Gary Oldman. He is. Mm -hmm. And he, he when he's uh, old at the beginning of the film before he uh, goes to England, I mean, it is freaking creepy. Yeah, it really is. Him playing that Nosferatu-like guy yeah, was yeah. just, it was fantastic. He did such a good job. Mm, now i got to see it. you never seen that one? No, With I told Keanu you. And, uh, and Winona. I've only seen parts of it. But I just know a little bit. No. Yeah, it's got young Keanu, like, right in that whoa phase. Yeah, so it's pretty solid. <laughs> when hasn't he been in that phase? <laughs> <laughs> like five years ago, maybe. I don't know. I, I think he, he was like in the John Wick movies. He's still in that whoa phase without saying whoa, <laughs> if that makes sense. His joke says it now. Keanu got a lot of crap from that movie because he tried doing an English accent. <laughs> yeah, that's and it's, right. It, it's, yeah, it's not good. But it's the acting solid. Level. Yeah. <laughs> Time for tea, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> well, do not go below fifty. It's not an English accent. Do not go below fifty. It slows it down the entire time. Oh my God. <laughs> well, Mick, what do you got for us, sir? First one. Now, mine are going to be off the wall because I mean I can yeah. say the same ones as. You know, most are going to say, but right. I'm going to go. My first one is Viago from, uh, we were just talking about this too, What We Do in the Shadows. It's Taika Waititi's character. From the movie? The movie, the movie or series? Yeah. Okay. Uh, both, really. He's the same, essentially. Um, but movie is more what I'm going with. He's just that, he's such a, has a, such a pleasant demeanor for a vampire. <laughs> he's just one of my favorite human beings, you know. As a director, as an actor, and uh, right. just as that character, for sure. I need to see the film. I've never seen... Uh, yeah, I've, oh. I've only seen the series. I've never seen the film. The series? Go watching watch the, the what, the first two seasons of What We Do in the Shadows, and then watching the movie, it was, it was a little bit different. Because it's all different people, right? Uh, yes. I thought it was yeah, yeah, but different people from the series. But it's following, it's following different vampires. Yeah. But Taika comes back. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. It's kind of like what the what was the MTV show? Uh, real world. The real, yeah, yeah. It's like the real world, but this, that one takes place. That uh, one was in London in the movie, wasn't it? I don't remember. If it uh, was. I think it. No, oh, I think so. No, it's I not New York like the, the show is. No, I think it was London <laughs> or somewhere. Was in it London? I thought it was New Zealand, but maybe, oh, it might have yeah, been. I mean, yeah, it might have been down there. Hmm. But yeah, it's not in the states like the the new version is. We're not werewolves. We're not swearwolves. We're werewolves. Keep it clean, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's such a great, just just truly fantastic uh, uh, movie. See, I don't need to start writing this shit down. I just want to have such a list. Yeah, you of, really do. But uh, Jack, what do you got for us? I'll trail off and mix with uh, what we do in the shadows because that was one of my picks. But Laszlo and a. Uh, Oh, what the heck's her name? I can't remember. Oh, Nadia. Nadia from the show. Nadia. Laszlo, I think he stands out the most to me just because that guy is just Jackie Daytona. 
And he just turns did you into ever a bat see the, the, I don't mean to take it away from vampires, but did you ever see his short where he's running around and every time he like hits on a woman, like and she yes. says no, rejects him, like he kicks the dog across the street. <laughs> like he was it's, helping this woman move or something. He like was holding her fish tank. I don't know if it had a pet in it or what, but like the second she said she had a boyfriend, he just smashed it on the ground and took off. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. <laughs> He's classic what, on that. What show was that from again, Mick? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I've only ever seen the short on like YouTube. But, it's it's but a British I, I show. It's from. I can't remember. He was in. Yeah, he was in something. He's been in quite a few things actually. Oh my god! Yeah. When he was, but when he was Jackie, Jackie Daytona, average human bartender. <laughs> oh my god, that shit was funny. The way he played off the joke for the uh, the Super Bowl party was great too, though. Oh, the superb the, owl the, yeah, party, you're just straight up talking. What is a superb owl party? And then they open the door and they're wearing football gear. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good show. The, the new season, the last few episodes that have come out on Hulu, I've, I've not been super into. I don't. I hope it's not losing its touch, mm. but damn, it's a good show. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Mine's going to be the vampire Lestat. I knew he was coming in for me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. But I'm not even talking from Interview with a Vampire. I'm talking about from Queen of the Day. I was going to ask if it was going to be for that. Now, I'm not bringing this to the table being like, this is a vampire you all should be appreciating here. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm doing. Because, you know, I was excited to see this film when I heard it was coming out, and I went and saw it in the theater, and when it was over, I'm like, well, at least we have the soundtrack. You know? <laughs> True. But, I mean, to stop and think about how... Have you guys seen it? I don't think I ever did see it. Queen of the Damned? Yeah. 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 I heard oh, how yeah. bad it, it was. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. But do you remember how this shit opened up? It, it was like a camera, like, coming in... On, on the sarcophagus that held this vampire. And he's narrating the scene saying, I live, you know, laying here for years, just listening, waiting for the world to change. And now I like what I hear. It starts playing like, like late 90s, early 2000, like grunge, like metal music. Like, <laughs> this is what it Yeah, it gets into that whole to... house scene. And then, like, the camera comes into a club off the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the first thing he does after uh, coming back from the grave. Is forms a metal band. Well, yeah, I mean that's what I would do. That's <laughs> totally how you get into all the sweet clubs. <laughs> but it's like just because he's a vampire, he must like he knows all the right agents. He's been laying in the fucking ground for how long? Like how how is he making that happen just because he's a vampire? Hey, he's got street cred, bro. Come on. Who you know? Yeah. But I I, I went and looked at clips at it uh, of it today, but you know I knew I, knew I was going to talk about it. You know. And watching that scene again, because I haven't seen that shit in years. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. With it, good reason. Of course. <laughs> but it's almost seemed like a social commentary, not like I, I need to come back from the grave to rock with this hard scene, you know, hot topic scene. <laughs> but, but like saying that the world now is stupid enough because this is the kind of people they're idolizing like if you want to be idolized by everybody this is what you have to become yeah, so i was thinking guys next lived... week we could be superstars <laughs> oh, <laughs> sweet. i like it i was gonna say one point the man lived where like you know mesh shirts were not worn as clothing and then he decided to pop out because he's like, look at what these idiots are wearing. <laughs> We've got this, guys. Let's take them. He's They're like wearing it, fishnets. It's like they finally came back around. It's like <laughs> it centuries. It's like it it's like I've noticed a, a tremendous. I'm not kidding you. I've noticed so many kids with like hardcore mullets. Yeah, it's, those, this yeah. shit's a trend again, yep, man. It's starting to. I never yeah. thought in my lifetime yeah, I'd live to one. see that come around. And I'm not talking like a tame mullet. I'm talking they took a razor like straight to the sides of your head and then down <laughs> behind the ear. It's like you remember in Terminator Two, uh, when John Connor and that uh, that ginger kid were on the the motorbike going to the arcade, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. uh, remember his hair? It's like that. Yeah, it's like That's that. Fluffy. That's bad. Here's what yeah. bothers me. Here's what bothers me about the mullet. 
there is nowhere or at any time where it was like this is fashionable it has always been white trash mm-hmm. from the from the conception of the mullet it has been white trash and you're so when wrong. people like carve that into their head you look at it and you're like what is happening well that's why you add those sweet la lines for speed <laughs> <laughs> less drag yep and the more lines you more, have uh, the harder you are well, think of it. When you do a haircut on your own, you have, what, three options? Either shave it all the way to <laughs> so you nothing. cut only what you can see from the front and the stuff in the back. So, well, fuck you it. put the bowl on your head and follow the bowl Good line. Enough. Or you just cut it short on top and leave the back. Business in the front, party in the rear. Oh, my God. You know there's going to be, like, three people listening to this podcast that, out of the countless people that listen to this, I want to point out, there's going to be three people who have a cousin who have a mullet and they're going to be like, what, dude? Why is this guy saying this? We're not white trash. And it's like, <laughs> I want you to listen to what I'm saying now and just be like, don't get offended. Just st- sit back in your chair and think about it. 20 minutes. Don't say a word to anybody. Don't get mad. Just think about the mullet. And then come to the same conclusion that we all do, that it should just be shaved off. Think of the perfect stereotype uh, I guess uh, American white trash would be Joe Dirt. What's he have? Mm-hmm. He's got the mullet of yes. the ages. Like it's it's the mullet, right? See, Kid Rock wasn't the bad guy in that movie. Kid Rock just realized that mullets are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one thing you're forgetting, Mick. MacGyver had a mullet. No, he did not. No, he did not. He had feathered hair. So close. Just like our good buddy. Now, Jack Burton, that could be argued. Not Kurt Russell, Jack Burton. Now, he had, MacGyver had like Kurt Russell or Lethal Weapon Mel Gibson type hair. Now, that Mel Gibson Long, flowy hair. That was not a mullet. Because there was no cutting on the side. It was just long. Wow. I, will argue how, this. I thought he was going to fall backwards out of the chair for yeah. a minute there. Like, you must really like MacGyver. You do not talk to MacGyver about <laughs> MacGyver like that. You know, you know it's a, a funny story for you guys real quick. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over. Um, Michael DeBarris, who uh, you know, he sang Innovation in the 80s, and he played Murdoch on MacGyver. Uh, he, you know, we're acquaintances. We're not friends. We're just acquaintances. And like sometimes we'll talk back and forth. And he posted a picture with him and Richard Dean Anderson. And somebody commented and goes, "Wow, you got to meet him at a convention." And I wanted to, like, I immediately I was like, "Do do not talk to Murdoch that way, you piece <laughs> of garbage." And like he had to immediately shut that down and be like, "No, no, 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 no. they didn't know. It's okay. It's okay." I'm like, no, he was on the show. He's his greatest nemesis. You're an idiot. <laughs> that's the end of my story oh. I, was, I was trying to think of another person I could bring in as an example that maybe wouldn't sting so bad for you Mick I was maybe Chuck Norris how about that he had oh, a pretty cool mullet it was long hair it was just long hair no come the fuck <laughs> no mullet now. there you gotta meet no me mullet. in the middle Mick <laughs> okay okay alright I'll give you this I'll give you what was that one where he was fighting like, uh, like he had the long black coat and he was fighting like demons from hell pretty much everything he's ever been in i thought right no <laughs> all right but there was a, there was a specific one um, enforcer there was lone wolf there was i think uh, it had hell in the title um hellbound I'm writing, maybe? I'm writing into google now chuck norris fights demons from hell man i gotta see that i thought i'd seen it all i watched him overtake an island uh of dudes hellbound. with ak-47s with nothing but a fucking knife <laughs> Yeah, the movie is Hellbound, and even when I look at it, it's still not a mullet. So, boom. Hmm. He's, I'm not giving you Chuck Norris either. Wow. Mick Manhattan, advocator of the mullet, That's apparently. Uh, I would, no, really it's the advocator of the not flame. Having the mullet. It's really going to come back at the scene snobs are endorsing mullets. Come what on, guys. Van Damme. Van Damme oh. had one, I think. Oh, Double Van Damme. Stamos had a strong one. I'd endorse it. Ooh. There you go. What do no, you say about that, Mick? See, he's going to argue that shit, too. Stamos had a mullet. He did not have a mullet. No, that was it a was mullet, just, It flowed down, oh. and it was, it was like long. a mullet. It was shoulder-length <laughs> hair. That's it. If it, it was wet, it's like shoulder-length hair. He product and styled that shit. It was like, maybe it was a faux mullet, but it was a mullet nonetheless. 
a mullet is if it's cut to like perfection in the front and then just has shoulder length in the back. That's a particular Nobody kind had that of mullet. It's, it's like it's hair. like you're you're it's like it's there's there's That's cake, the you know, mullet. like there's more than just strawberry cake out there. There's you know, there's chocolate cake, vanilla cake, <laughs> marble cake. There's all kinds of mullets, man. No, I'm not true. arguing. I'm not going to argue that that hairstyle wasn't stupid. It was, but it wasn't on par. It wasn't on par with the white trashness of the mullet, like the Andre Agassi mullet. Now that, my friend, was I can't mullet. argue that. Yeah, and not argue that. Yeah. All right, yeah. there's some things I can't argue, but he was a hell of a tennis player, so I forgive him. Man, <laughs> now I'm all I'm doing is trying to think of mullets. Ooh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Ooh, that was a mullet. I got one. I've got one, and it goes with the vampire theme. Lost Boys. Talk, tell me oh, those no. dudes weren't oh, rocking mullets. mullets. Yeah. Yes. Well, only David was rocking the mullet. No, not only David, Alex Winter's character, too. Hell yeah, he no, was. He had like the like the fucking hollow notes kind of a look going. <laughs> Dude, it's man, not a mullet. If his, his you can't grow your hair out. There's fucking man-eaters over here with mullets. Alex Winter had a Brillo pad, Justin Timberlake type hairstyle, yeah. and he grew hair out in the back and shaved was, along the sides, so it was mulleted. It wasn't. Yes. He didn't shave it. Mullet esque. If it wasn't shaving, it was, shaving, right, it was slick back. Like if you look at David Kiefer Sutherland's character in that movie, that's a straight up mullet. Yeah, his was. Oh yeah, I saw a bunch of pictures of that today. This episode brought to you by the scariest thing in the Halloween season: a mullet. Did you ever see Dennis Miller on the Saturday Night Live, like back in the late 80s? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, how about Should that? Weekend Update, Dennis Miller? Now, that was yes, a now that was a mullet, right? Oh, yeah. No, I, I got to argue that one, too. <laughs> I would put that on Just the Chuck Norris. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, but Patrick Swayze had a mullet. We can agree on that, right? Yes. Yep. Patrick, okay. In some movies, he did. Dude. 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 Now, if you're going to argue... Against Uncle Jesse or <laughs> or Patrick or uh, 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 who was the first guy we were say, talking about? Kurt MacGyver. Russell or MacGyver? Yeah. Thank you. You got to give us this one. I, all right, I'll allow it. it. I'll allow it. <laughs> He's like, um, let's get the fuck. Anybody made this. it look good. <laughs> anybody made it look good. It was sweet. Uh, Bowie. Bowie crushed his mullet. Oh but yeah. I was like, well, a, Bowie that was like a gozer mullet. <laughs> we have to take Bowie off the table. But here's the problem. You're not thinking about when Roadhouse hair. Okay, this completely dissolved, devolved into something different from vampires. You're not thinking about it. was longer on top than it was in the back. It was a long, like, go look at pictures. It was a longer I, hair. Like he had it fluffed out. And then it like kind of was just long. So Wait, it's I not don't know. really a mullet. I don't know, Mick, from this picture, I'm pretty sure it just says you lose. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not just a chocolate cake. It's a chocolate cake with sprinkles and maybe some whipped cream or some shit on it. You know, it's a it's a special kind of mullet. I I am not giving the mullet up. That's like a mullet right? It's different. I'm writing in famous actors with mullets now. Oh, man. I want to get back on this vampire. No, I really want to. I'm like trying to keep the mullet wheel a turning, but I don't know how else to spin it. (laughs) Look at Randy. He's like sweating. (laughs) I'll give you Swayze and I will give you Chuck Norris towards the end of Walker because his hair was thinning on top. Okay. All right. And I will give you uh, MacGyver. All right. I'll take it. You you know what? I'll throw in Uncle Jesse for you too. You can have Oh, wow. You are generous tonight. I, I see, cannot give up MacGyver. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And this is exactly why Lestat stayed in the coffin until the 90s and 2000s. Uh, it's like the mullet's about to come back. Um, and we just say A.C. Slater had the worst mullet. What's that? A.C. Slater had the worst mullet. Oh, that was a bad mullet. But see, that's the same kind of Alex Winter's mullet. I was mullet just going to say, yeah. In Lost Boys. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Alex so you just damned yourself was still there, man. Out on the side, like AC Slater, like gelled it down to where it, it like melded with his scalp. See, Mick, this is exactly why we can't take you to salons anymore. You are the worst. Because <laughs> I'm pointing at people here in Virginia saying, "Don't get a mullet. Don't get a mullet." <laughs> hey, no, that's what that's, that's, like the that's good work somebody needs to do. I mean, if you're doing it, well, God bless you, Mick. 
Nobody brought up Michael Bolton. Oh, fuck. Wow. Heavy dude. There's no arguing that. (laughs) That's the mega mullet, man. Yeah. Yeah. And Fabio. No, Fabio was just long hair. Mm -hmm. Man. He's that long, luxurious hair that he could brush. All these mullets that I pulled up on the internet, they're... Let me see. A lot of the people that we've been in talking about have been in here, but they're not, I wouldn't class them all as mullets. Like yeah, I, when I looked up there. famous mullets, they like, even had like no uh, John Travolta. That's just from, long hair. Yeah. That's not a mullet. Oh, Tiger King. That was that's a hell of a no, mullet. No, that's straight up. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Rob Lowe had that classic Brat Pack mullet. Remember the Brat Pack mullet? They all had it at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Emilio, because he knew what was up. Bullcorn. Oh, yeah. He absolutely did. You go back to Men at Work this moment. He did not have Men at Work had it. Are you serious? I don't think oh, so. Oh, I haven't sir. seen that movie in a while. Colin Hay, Men at Work. Is that who you're talking about? Oh wow! No, no, no. no the, no, movie the movie with uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Oh, I'm... oh, got you. Although I do love Colin Hay. I was just listening to Overkill earlier. Great oh, dude, no. I love I love Colin Hay. That's my nope, jam. Nope, I'm not giving you the mullet on on Men at Work because it wasn't a mullet. It was just long hair. He had the Madman look, so. It, it just looked like it was short on top because it was under the bandana. All right, fine. <laughs> John Travolta, Pulp Fiction. Mm. That was not a mullet. Yes, oh, was. my God. I want to say no, no too, because I think it was just long and slicked back. Oh, okay. I guess you're right, because when he got shot in the bathtub there, it was kind of all over the place, uh, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that is fair. Yeah. Because right. like, that would be like saying Seagal back in the day had a mullet. Yeah, and his hair's just pulled back. It'd be like saying Jeremy has a mullet right now, because <laughs> You got long hair. <laughs> we can't see you. <laughs> if I took my my hair out of out of my uh, little bun here and got some gel in each of my hands and just slicked the sides back, oh, dude, I would look like late <laughs> '80s Chuck Norris, no doubt. Crushing it, bro. That's awesome. Minus the awesomeness. <laughs> you you want to hear something that kind of coincides with what we're supposed to be talking about on the show? <laughs> sure. Are we ready? To, my ready next to choice has a mullet. Oh, let's do it. Yes, please, fam, please take this mullet bullshit in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Maximilian from Vampire in Brooklyn. Eddie Murphy's character. Ooh, nice. nice. Mm, I've never seen it. Mm, either. Uh, underrated movie. A lot of people like write it off because it was said it was bad, but it's actually, I think it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's very cheesy. It's very fun. It's very over the top, but it's also, it's it was good acting. It was well put together. I don't know why it got the flack it did, honestly, or unless that was just around the time that he was hooking up with prostitutes or whatever happened to him. Was, that might be. So, uh, yeah, was this like in the height of his fame, like early to mid 80s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, right, no, 90s, right at the 95. end, like, yeah, there you go, in the 90s. Right oh, around the time real, of the prostitute it? trouble, yeah. Around the Norbit times and Hercules oh, and all that. The Nutty Professor <laughs> films, yeah. yeah. Just before Nutty Professor, yeah. Yeah, Nutty Professor kind of brought his star back up. Mm-hmm. This was like, Vampire right. Brooklyn was a flop for him, and then he did Metro and a couple others. And then after Nutty Professor, he, like, fell back down again. Then he did Norbit, which is his best movie by far. <laughs> I was going to say, are you serious? <laughs> the part of me that loves Beverly Hills Cop wants to punch you right in the mouth. Right? I thought that, what was that? Pluto Nash? I thought that was his best one. Was that? That wasn't even Eddie Murphy, dude. Yes, what it was. Yeah. Dude. Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash was Eddie Murphy. Pluto Nash was Eddie Murphy. Eddie yeah, Murphy definitely was. was. Nash. I'm thinking of something else. My there was another... Superhero. <laughs> Didn't he also do that film like one of his one of those uh, last comedies, like The Guru or something, where he was like a metal t- meditational guy or something? You guys know, you know what I'm talking no, about? No, that was Mike Myers. Yeah, there was a there was a similar kind of movie. Eddie Murphy played. Uh, I'm gonna have to look it up now. Damn it! You guys can talk while I, I don't know what Randy was thinking. Pluto Nash. It was another. He was in like a silver costume, and I, it wasn't Eddie Murphy. It was. Uh, Meteor Man or something? Meteor oh, okay. Yeah. Meteor oh, it, was, Man. it was Robert Townsend. Yeah. Robert okay. Townsend. Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, who was also the dad in Sister, Sister, wasn't he? Thank that you. Robert yeah. That was, Robert. nope. That was, uh, uh, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, he went on to play Book. That was not Ron Glass. Ron, I'm pretty sure Ron Glass was the dad. And if it wasn't, then it was no. uh, somebody else. It was not Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend was in The, the Hood, which is based on The Parenthood. And they did a TV show called The Hood. The Holy Man. So, there it is. Holy Man. Sorry. 1998. Yeah, that's 
That was 98. Yeah, that was uh, him, Jeff Goldblum, was in it. Oh, right. Man, I haven't seen that in a long time. I've even heard of that one. Are we selling the product? (laughs) I can't remember. I really can't remember. I just remember a scene with him kind of lost on a highway, almost getting hit by cars or some shit like that. I need to go... uh... No, I'm not going to go watch it. <laughs> he wasn't lost. He wandered the world, and they were looking for somebody new, and he was, like, somebody that was, like, holy and, like, could oh, connect. Oh, yes, and they had him doing, like, infomercials and shit. Yeah, and he, he only walked across uh, that highway to save a butterfly or something. That's and, right. Wow. He, That's a good memory on you, man. Well, I watched I, it, like, three times today. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of Jeff Goldblum and tie back into the concept of the entire episode, hey, Jeremy, uh, when you watched Transylvania 6 5000 last year that I made you watch, what'd you think of that? I never watched it. <laughs> Have you never seen it? No. I'm out. Oh. I'm out. He, he left it for me to watch, and I, uh, I forgot, I guess. I, I didn't. So, Gina Davis plays a vampire in it. Check it out. Totally mess that up anyway i watched that when i was around 10 well it was probably new for you because it just came out in theater <laughs> oh you quiet you no it was on the it was on vhs so it was it had been out prior to that uh uh-huh. jeff goldblum in jurassic park mullet or no no mullet uh <laughs> so glad I spent all this time preparing for vampires. I know, right? I've still got my list ready to rock. Dude, yeah, you right? know how this can't air. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know how this goes. You know how Dude, this, this goes. Is, this Someone looked down the rabbit hole and we all fell in. Yeah. yeah, and the rabbit hole is big as a mullet's rabbit hole. <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't fall down the rabbit hole. We were dragged, okay? No. <laughs> Casey. This is why they haven't invited me on in a year. They can only take me once a year. Because <laughs> we just get into the mullet hole. <laughs> All right, the mullet. That's starting to sound gross. Yeah, I'm dirty here now, I think. <laughs> All right. All right, Randy, let's, what else you got on your list, man? Let's see. So if you guys want to talk a vampire movie, why don't we mix a little bit of Naked Gun and some uh, Spaceballs and do Dracula Dead and Loving It with uh, Leslie Nielsen as Dracula and Mel Brooks as Van Helsing. So you're just a a Dracula cuck. Drac is in it. You're on it. Yes. That's where we go. I mean, that's amazing, though. Dead and Loving It was great. I loved that that movie. Anything with well, Mel, Mel Brooks is just brilliant. He's yes. one of my favorites, so love that. And Leslie Nielsen was ridiculous for a small period of time. He's he kind of got old, <laughs> like it wears on you after a while. You're like, yeah. all right, enough of this. It's not funny nope. anymore. You're just a gi- in a giant condom. I get it. It's a funny joke. <laughs> Being safe. It's a good protection. <laughs> yeah, it took him a long time to... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just because of my age, but I feel like it was much later in his life that his career really exploded. You know, when you yeah. start doing that kind of, you know, what, what was it? Airplane? Was that the first really, like, kind of spoofy thing he did before? I mean, I know that well, was he did. He did the police. Uh, what was it? Oh, police, police squad. squad. Yeah, yeah, he was I on the show about before. That. Right. And That's that was, what started that was comedic, it. and then that led into him being part of the movies. I think I think he would have been, like, I like the first police, um, was a Naked Gun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other ones were all right, but, like, I was just like, the first one is the best one, in my opinion. My problem was they made all of those and they outshined the fun stuff he did, like mm. the Dracula Dead and Loving It and right. you know, others. They put too many out, so that's all you knew him for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, because, Maybe yeah, Mr. They had Magoo. Mr. Magoo, Naked Gun. Oh, there, there, there was that. like another, um, where he was like a detective or something. Very, It was the exact same recipe, just with a different name. It was oh, Spy, Spy Hard. Spy Hard. Yeah. That's what it oh, was. Yeah. Spy Hard. <laughs> Spy Hard, yeah. I forgot about Mr. Magoo. I saw that in the theater. Did you? I did. That was pretty so fun. Sorry. I that one. It's like, finally, Mr. <laughs> Magoo is going to get his day. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Magoo is like the mullet of... of- uh, kids movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird that they no. decided to do that because he wasn't like he was long past. Uh, you know, he was nowhere near relevant, Mm-mm. even at that point, Mister Magoo. Right? 
Not no, like, he, I no, never yeah, he wasn't at all. Time. It was a left no. field pick. Like there was no point to bringing Magoo in. It was no. very odd. Mr. Bean, I think, was big. So they went, who else can we grab? Well, it's like what doing the Peanuts have? movie a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too little, too late. Yeah. And, you know, what kid nowadays is going to find the Peanuts and get lost in it? Mm-hmm. No one. The shit's boring. If anything, they will oh, make a joke at the, the name because you almost say penis. I'm going to go see the penis movie. Well, I did disagree. Now I don't know. Like, <laughs> my kids seem to like peanuts, but you know, whatever. Do they really? I don't know. I don't have children. Movie. You have you have kids, Mick? I got a nine and a five year old. They they like the specials. You know, we watch the specials every year, so they're into it. And okay. if go back and rewatch the peanuts, they're vicious to Charlie Brown. It's oh, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean, you were talking you're talking like holiday classics, but like Jack mentioned that movie that came out a few years back, like the CG Peanuts film. Have they seen anything mm-hmm. like newer and stuff? Are they into that? I took my uh, at the time. I think he was six when I came out. He loved it. And he thought it was really funny. Yeah, my huh. daughter enjoyed it. She thought it was pretty good. Really? She doesn't really ask for it though. It's nothing like special. Right. Like she prefers the specials. She doesn't really care about a new movie. But that's the same as like when the uh, what's the the Dr. Seuss movie that recently came out. Uh, the Whoville or something in Horton Whoville. Orton Here's a Who? Or? Orton Here's a Who. Yeah, she doesn't really care for that, oddly. That wasn't really hmm. a big thing. She was like, whatever. Loves the Lorax. Didn't care for that one. Hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the peanuts. No. I mean, I get them. I appreciate them. I just grew something up with weird them. to bring out. I just think it's, it, yeah, it's just weird for the peanuts to come out like in movie form like that this day and age. It just seems like so lost on uh, this generation, but I, maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? I mean, both your guys' kids uh, adore it. What about you, Randy? Your kids like the peanuts at all? Uh, just from Kings Island. That's about it. Is that who they have over there now as their mascots yeah. are the peanuts? Yep. Wow. Kings Island. What happened, man? I want to read a really good um, uh, graphic novel. Read Weapon Brown. And it's all based in the world of comic strip characters. And it's star Weapon Brown is Charlie Brown as a half cyborg, half man after the nice. apocalypse, kind of traveling around. And like you run into Calvin and Hobbes, you run into all oh, these sweet. different guys. Um, and like his dog is, you know, Snoopy, you know, but he's like a vicious dog who just has his back. Like it's a really well done uh, graphic novel. You guys check it out. Like what? What happened to Charlie Brown after all the tormenting he got, and then hell broke yeah. loose, and it's payback it, it, right. It's a revenge tale. He goes on a quest to take out all the people who, like, he goes to kill Linus, who became a scientist, who was trying to create the Great Pumpkin because it never came, <laughs> nice. and he wound up sacrificing <laughs> Sally. So, like, he's going to kill wow. Linus. Like, it's really well done. It's and it's violent as hell. And this is wow. for pulling that football out from in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin the Lucy storyline. Oh yeah, that bitch has it coming. She's gotta be, <laughs> she's gotta be the best one to go. <laughs> All right, I, I totally stopped looking at the clock, and time is getting away. So, is, are there any other vampire picks we must uh, get out before we uh, go on? Jim Carrey uh, from uh, I, Once Bitten. Oh, sorry. Yes, Once Bitten was amazing. I've never seen it. It was like his first movie, I think it was. Wow. Yeah. Mullet? No, I don't think he did. Hmm. I think someone did, though. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Casey, what about you? Uh, I had a couple here. Uh, the Count from Sesame Street. I had him. I think that's pretty legit. Um, Angel from Buffy the oh, yeah. yeah. Yep was one for, I mean, your melodramatic teens, that's where it started right there. That's mm-hmm. where the deep, the brooding, all that sort of, before mm-hmm. they became sparkly, because he could still explode in the sun, which is, <laughs> that's the way I like my vampires, to not Absolutely. be okay in the freaking light. That's terrifying. Who's okay with that? <laughs> right. Nope. What was the uh, Will so, Smith movie, I Am Legend? Wasn't that the same kind of, th- or, those vampires, they burnt up in the light, right? Yeah, they, yeah. Sort of. They only came yeah, out. Yeah, they they couldn't come out at night. They I don't remember if they burned up though. Did they burn up something like that? It did affect. I feel them. like because at the end with his final standoff, he like got a bunch of these great big UV lights and set them up outside. And when they like flooded the yard in front of yeah. the building, he switched them on and it maybe burnt them really bad or something. No, That's right. The UV the burned them. Yeah. <laughs> You've had your chance. <laughs> 
Any other ones, uh, Randy, you wanted to say? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to rattle mine off real quick. I'm going to say Jerry Dandridge from Fright, uh, Fright Night. Oh, I had him in too. I was going with Colin Farrell. Who are you going with? Uh, well, no, I was going with uh, Chris Sarandon. Um, of course you were. Uh, shut up. He's no, it's fine. You know, he's um, a mullet man. Blade. He didn't have a mullet. All right. Listen. <laughs> uh, Blade, Thomas Icarus from The Strain, and Grandpa Munster. Oh, hell yeah. Ooh, nice. Good Paul, one. Paul Monster. What him. a good yeah. Uh, choice. Yeah. Don't forget uh, Dracula from Monster Squad, too. He's total. Oh, my bag. God. Great. Randy. <laughs> You're gonna make me leave because I can't take any more Draculas. Pick one. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Dracula, suck it. <laughs> Randy is uh, uh, what's the name? Troy from that uh, Halloween episode of Community when he's like, "I'm a sexy Dracula." He's like, "Don't you mean vampire?" He's like, "I know, know what kind of Dracula I am." Like, it's just across the board. <laughs> or like Blackula, I understand. That was a great one. There you go. <clears throat> Blackula was amazing. That was a legitimate scary movie to me when I was younger. Mm. A lot of people don't give that the respect it deserves either. Hey man, I threw out Gina Davis. That was not Dracula. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna go That's back fair. and look. I bet you she does play a female Dracula. I'm looking right now. <laughs> I also oh, think she has a mullet too. Now that you mention it, that Ooh, I totally it came believe. full circle. See, look what happened. <laughs> Dude, that wasn't a circle. That was like four freaking figure eights in a row. <laughs> Could have been pretty impressive. Moment. It was like the traffic loop in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Gina Davis, Odette Dracula. Oh shit! No, it doesn't. Ooh. Shut up. No, it shut your mouth. <laughs> he had me convinced. Yeah, I was like, here. "Wow, it must be real." <laughs> I should just stick with it and just be like, "That's who she was." She Don't was. believe you things you hear on the internet or by Mick. Well, no. Just... But, well, first of all, that's not true. Secondly, <laughs> all right, take it out. Take out Dracula. He still picked a character from a movie in Transylvania. And what vampire is the most famous in Transylvania? Now, I'm not picking on Randy. If this was the best Dracula's list, I'm right there with him. Hey, you know um, what? I chose Gary Oldman, who happens to be Dracula, from Bram Stoker's Dracula. So why don't you yeah. pump the brakes there, Chief? Why don't you quit I hating on lists? There's lots of sacrifice him too, Bullshit. Mick. Bullshit. I'm defending him. I love Randy, and he knows it. What I'm saying is I don't mind you picking a Dracula, even if it's the second to last worst one behind Gerard Butler, um, Gary Oldman. What I'm saying is Randy chose nothing but Dracula's and somebody who lives in Transylvania. <laughs> so are you saying that Randy is Transylvanian? He or Transylvania be. bias? I think he wants us we to must visit have, like, him because he's from Transylvania. And hey, you know what? Ohio's right next to Pennsylvania, so we got some of the letters right there. So, you know, hey. <laughs> uh, Hi-Sylvania, right? He's, he's oh, there. <laughs> I love it. So I did. I thought this was just all around vampires, Randy. I didn't realize it was just Dracula yeah, from pop yeah. culture. So, which was your favorite well, Dracula? I, I got confused when we started talking mullets. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and no one could blame you, sir. Yeah. No one could blame you. So, all right. Well, <laughs> with that conversation behind us, let's take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Mick and Casey about the scene snobs. Stick around. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. All right, and we are back from commercial. And Mick and Casey, I want to thank you guys again for being here for our uh, Dracula mullet conversation. It has been a lot of fun, and boy, oh boy, I I really let time get away. This is going to be a long edit this week, but <laughs> that's why I wanted you guys here because we're all very like-minded and it's easy conversation, a lot of fun. So again, thanks so much for being here, guys. 
I appreciate um, you all having us. This is fantastic. Thank you. It's been great so far. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do. I would like to mention one thing if I can. Um, it wasn't a vampire per se, but he played one. Was That was Martin Landau in uh, Ed Wood, who played Bela Lugosi, who was famous for playing Dracula. Um, and that's as, far, that's as close to Dracula as I choose to get in my list. But Randy Lines did want to say an honorable mention was the Van Helsing Dracula. I'm going to lie. I'm going to say if that wasn't on my list. So, you know what? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I still also forgot to mention another one. Paul Rubens on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. His his vampire was awesome. And he resurrected that vampire for uh, what we do in the shadows. He was part of the vampiric council. Yeah, that's right. That's he was, right. Yeah. Yeah. Along with uh, Tilda Swinton, who just played herself. <laughs> and and, and, and Wesley, uh, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. <laughs> I didn't know how to use the internet. Oh, that was funny. But oh. All right, guys. Uh, so I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about Scene Snobs. I, I was looking at your guys' website today, and I know you guys have been around for a while, but back in 2013 is when you got your starts, just like us. Can you tell the uh, listeners a little bit about how Scene Snobs has evolved and what it, uh, into what it is today? Well, Casey and I started an, on another show in 2013 called Mystery Elephant. Okay. Um, with another guy, uh, uh, his name is Dracula. Um, and <laughs> you know, we did that show for like <laughs> we did that show for like six or something, something years. The scene snobs I started as actually I started as movies three six five, and then quickly changed to scene snobs when I realized movies three six five was taken. Um, and it was just written reviews for a long time, and then it turned into it like kind of evolved more and more. Um, but the podcast started in twenty nineteen. Casey I and I came together, but yeah, uh, but we have been podcast. This is our tenth year podcasting, both of us. Wow! Yeah, wow. I was uh, I was part of a live radio station. Gosh, two years before I even started getting into podcasting, and then kind of moved into that. Uh, we always discussed movies and pop culture, and I've always been a fan of the easy flow format style where you converse, and very much so what we all do here. So it's it's kind of nice, and Mick and I have just been able to cruise along with that and. People yeah. found it interesting, so we decided yeah. to keep going. I, I was on the live show as a guest. It was a, it was pretty legit. Their setup. Um, I, I did another podcast for it was like a horror themed website where they did movie reviews, things like that, and it was called Drac Loving It. It's called Mario Likes Movies. I almost got by uh, that one. And then when I moved to Virginia, we started Mystery Elephant all together. And the mystery is that we love Dracula. And then we did that for six years. Uh, and then when that dissolved, uh, Casey and I, you know, like we we're kind of ramping up and then we did Seed Snobs. So that's yeah, we right before on. Seed Snobs, we tried all dracked up and we had to transition <laughs> off of that. And our, our, our number one fan was uh, Randy Hardenberg. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. <laughs> There's one review on your iTunes for this. Our Hardenberg. <laughs> I believe that he, these these guys really, truly know everything about Dracula. <laughs> so tell us. Um, so you guys do a uh, live show every uh, Tuesday at 9 p.m. That's correct on your uh, social media platforms. So tell the listeners, you know, what that what that experience is. I know you guys will come to the table very much with topics like, uh, you know, you know, nerd centric topics, movies, video mm-hmm. games, stuff like that. Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit more? Uh, yeah, well, Casey and I are very much I mean, we've been friends for so long, like we kind of we can finish each other's sandwiches. That's right. <laughs> I mean, anybody who takes wow. one look at me realizes sandwiches was the correct answer. To that. Yeah, clearly. Um, um, no, we, we, we take the geek centric conversations and we add absurdity to it. So we're not going to talk about like, okay, what happened on Loki this week? Like 7,000 other shows. We're going to talk about, could we see Loki's bulge if we, pro- if we paused it properly during this episode, no, like we're going to talk about crazy things, like which you know TV dad is going to go cra- is most likely to go crazy and kills kids. You know, yeah, yeah, we like, like to get into wild <laughs> topics, things that you know still kind of grow conversation out of something that is pretty benign and pretty normal. 
and standard stuff because it's better to have big, long, deeper, crazy conversation. It's just yeah, like we, more fun. Everybody else reviews. Everyone else does that. We all we, we, we all do it. I mean, we still do sure. reviews, but sure, it's yeah. there's there's you know, that's obviously everyone's got a little bread and butter in that. But I think our our Ballywick is just our ability to converse and jump onto any train that happens to be riding by. And good luck, everybody. Here we go. We're just right. leaving the station yeah. and see what happens for an hour or so. You're not just We're getting in there like and just talking about a movie and how it was and disappearing, you know, delivering your opinion. You're bringing your own personality to said conversation, which is what, you know, makes those things so appealing, I think. I think there's so many people who uh, sometimes get in front of a camera behind a mic and just pretend to be what they think they should be rather than just being themselves. And uh, the content definitely suffers. And uh, yeah, they read all the reviews that have been read by everyone else and uses that as their opinion. And yeah. it's just recycled stuff. This guy's as lame as Dracula with a mullet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's nothing more lame than Dracula with a mullet. Uh, no, but like tomorrow night, like perfect example, we're going to be live with uh, Frank Sabatella. He directed The Shed, which is a very cool, uh, underrated indie vampire movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And. Uh, one of the topics we're going to talk about him being a horror director are is the term screen queens overused? Yeah. You know, and it, that opens up a lot of things to talk about, like who's deemed a seat screen queen, how easy it is to be, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, it just kind of keeps us going from there. You know, uh, and, and the audience really loves it. We, we love audience participation and, and kind of bringing everybody in. Sure. It's a fun show. I've I've jumped on some of your guys' streams uh, from time to time. It's a lot of fun to watch. Now, how did now did you guys meet through uh, doing these things, or did you? Oh, did we just lose uh, Casey? I think we lost him a minute. ago. I think we lost Casey because he seemed like he froze up. But I think I can take this one. Uh, no, um, Casey and I met. Um, my brothers are from down here in uh, Virginia. You know, they you know they're Marines and they moved down here, and so I would visit them. And Casey worked as a bartender at the best hole in the wall bar in Manassas, Virginia. And I would go hang out and we were the only geeks there, like the true loving geeks. So like it it was foregone that we were just going to be friends. Oh, it was fantastic. We'd be running up and down the bar just to run out and say hi to each other. He'd come in the door and I'd be like, oh my gosh, because you can't miss the guy. He's like six, eight. So (laughs) he comes strolling in. And I come bolting from around the side of the bar and everyone's like, oh, wow, who's this to, for him to see? And it's, you know, this gentleman. <laughs> because we got, to let, we got to let loose and talk about our geek stuff. So, like, it, a lot of how we are on our show is exactly how we are when, to this day, we're just sitting there talking. Like, we, it's conversations we just have. Right. And we never run out, it seems. And that, I think that's because we add absurdity to it. Like said you can talk about the same show over and over again you can talk about the same movie but if you ask like really crazy questions like which dracula would you masturbate to it's gonna be <laughs> clearly christopher butler it's how it is um i can see on randy's face that he agrees and i don't blame him um <laughs> Randy, <laughs> he's like i'm done i will not listen to another <laughs> more, other word of this dracula bashes. sorry not, not sure what happened there i love you randy you know your that. picture oh, has yeah. frozen on a very charming smile oh, that's what it is. Oh, I, thought <laughs> was I thought he was like boring into us looking at mick like you grin. <laughs> i print screen that so hard because say dracula one more time that's what <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, the only reason I'm still saying it is because, like, at one point I almost said to Randy, like, say Dracula one more time. <laughs> <laughs> All great choices. But, like, yeah, that's what that's just who Casey and I were. And I think that's why, like, we get along so well and on other podcasters. Sure. <clears throat> we want that vibe of just hanging out. Right. And, yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's what helps people get in. You know, I've seen so many... Um, uh, not so much lately, but I know about when we started, there'd be memes of like, uh, you know, like at McDonald's, for instance, we'll have a poster of like three people sitting around eating Big Macs and having conversation within the poster. And then like, you'll see somebody like walk up and pose next to the poster, pretending to like be enjoying the time yeah. with them. Yeah. And it says podcast and be like, this. <laughs> or listening to a podcast. <laughs> I remember that meme. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I think that happens a lot of the time, you know, that alienation of the listener because they make it too personal, you know, about their personal experience, not trying to make it relatable for the listener. So they do feel like they're on the outside. And um, again, you guys are just having laid back conversation that anybody can just jump in on and, uh, you know, have have fun with. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 kind of easygoing. It's nice. And it's always really nice when you can interact with other people who, you know, they usually are smarter and funnier than us, so we always grab their stuff. That's all we're doing. We're stealing your best. content, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the network. Anyone comments at us with good jokes? They're mine now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the network uh, that doing stuff like this uh, opens up to you is uh, incredible. I know you guys uh, would probably agree with that. The amazing uh, talent and people that come through your shows and whose shows you oh, get yeah. to be on and just be next to at cons, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's just an, it's incredible. A lot of uh, a lot of ideas come from that network. And Mick, are you really six eight? Are you really six eight? Yeah, he pegged that one right. No, uh, he knows for sure. Yeah, six eight. I'm sorry, I, I really kind of deviated there quickly, but I wanted to make sure I got that question in there because when he said that, I was like, "What is he fucking around? You are tall, my friend. I thought I was tall. I'm six yeah, one." Yeah, it's 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 uh well that's Casey. Casey's six one, right? Are you six one? Thereabouts on a good day. Okay. Uh, when he's standing up straight, he's six one. When when he's over here and I'm teaching him what it's about being a scene snob, he's a lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we could like start a tall guys club, and Mick could be our president. How about that? I don't want that. I actually uh, in in college, I uh, when we went to film school, uh, I had three other roommates. One was five six. One was six six. One was six nine. Jesus. I wasn't even the tallest in the house. Um, was it a basketball school or something? Like, what was going on? Why is everybody so tall? I don't think you were allowed to play basketball in film school. They didn't want anybody getting hurt. Oh, I, didn't, I missed the film. I missed the film thing. <laughs> I just thought you said school. I missed the film thing. All right. Uh, so, uh, solo you guys out here really quick. First, Mick, you, I saw on your website that you also uh, produce... Uh, the Guapo Show, BTB podcasts, starting up podcasts, and probably more. What are what are these other projects about? Uh, you know, the funny thing is, like, I don't think I produce any more. I cut back a lot this year because you know, in, in podcasting, I think a lot of people need to realize that some things work and some things don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if they don't work, you gotta have, you gotta cut it. Sure. All three of those shows are cut. Uh, <laughs> our, our network is gone. I got. I, I went down to the bare bones, and like Casey and I uh, got back together and realized. Well, we never really left, but you know, like we got together and we were like, "All right, we need to make the scene snobs exactly what we want it to be." And we took we took some time. It took like four or five months. Where we were just like, "We're going to focus on making this a great show," and I think we did that well. You know, I, really I completely down. agree. I mean, we we had to focus and we had to hunker down. It becomes too much, and it can become very burdensome to really mm-hmm. try to run five or six or seven different operations at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just gets to be too much. And we started to lose track of who we were. And it's really important that if we're going to you know continue doing this because we enjoy it, so we will continue doing it. We need to make sure that we're getting the joy out of the experience. Sure. Uh, and that yeah. sometimes is just by taking that taking a beat looking around and going, am I really enjoying my life? No. All right. Let's cut the unnecessary things and move forward. Right. So yeah, we, and and perfectly the way he put it is, is exactly how it was. And we have started now to start like spanning out a little bit more, nothing in depth. We're not doing another podcast. Uh, We're sticking with scene sounds, but like, so now we do a show called real combat. We have our review show or interview show. So like, but they're not something that happens every week. You know, like I did an interview today. Um, We are going to we're probably going to have another interview next week, things like that. So then that way we can just put them out every once in a while and just be like kind of here or there. Oh, we lost Casey, but he'll be back. Um, So like, you know, and and we're focused more on what the show is offering. Which makes a good show, right? If you put the time into this content. I know exactly what you mean, man. Like when we started doing Candare, we, you know, got excited because, you know, things were going better than we anticipated. Like, oh, let's get a video aspect up and going. And at the same time, let's think up a second show now that we can start. Mm. You know, we just started uh, doing all these extra things that we didn't need to. And it ended up kind of uh, making the whole experience 
lackluster. It just became nonstop work, you know. So, mm-hmm. like like uh, Casey was just saying, you have to determine what needs to kind of go, cut off that fat, and just stick with what you know and make that one thing. Use all that effort across those projects to make into the one, yeah, to make the one thing, mm-hmm. make that mm-hmm. one pearl shine as bright as it can shine, right? Polish that turd. <laughs> <laughs> Polish that turd. <laughs> Just keep also, squeezing think, that coal. <laughs> I think to an extent, it really comes down to, like I said, there's a lot of people out there who don't understand, like, if your show's not working, you have to evolve, you have to adapt. We kind of talked about this on our show a couple of weeks ago that it seemed to piss a lot of people off, or people agreed. Like, when it came to the Casino Snobs Network, it was great working with all of these shows and collaborating, but... It's like, I, I got a show of my own, and I need to put more love into that rather than focus on what everybody else's needs are. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, once we disbanded that, I was like, huh, I can there's breathe. a lot of weight off my shoulders. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. It was also a bummer, though. There's some fantastic people we got to work with, so it was a really good opportunity to to network and to just meet more people and to just kind yeah. of build that. And also, you know, build relationships with you all be able to interact more mm-hmm. be able mm-hmm. to grow together you know a rising tide raises all ships so it's nice absolutely. to have that yeah absolutely yeah. yeah i mean i couldn't agree more just going back to i guess what we were saying earlier just that ever-growing network of support and uh help that's uh, always there if you need it you know what i mean mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. you grow uh grow from just having worked with or known for a little bit uh, now, Casey, you, I have read online, have a voiceover career to some extent. Can you tell us a little bit about what do you do? Are you doing like, uh, uh, it, it didn't give much of any detail, like there, there isn't much. Most, so most of what I've been doing right now, I've done commercials in the past, uh, working on some more of those as well right now, uh, doing a lot of voice projects for actual fellow podcasters. So cool. there's uh, some bits I've been doing with Jeff Dwoskin uh, oh, on nice. his show, which has been awesome. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, no, I did some intros for our buddies over at Three Geeks. So got, nice. got some other things going going through. So it's been a lot of fun. And that's kind of what I'm working towards is moving that into my reel to actually get out there and do more. Because mm-hmm. that's really what I want to do. It's been what I've been passionate about for a long time is creating characters and mm-hmm. you know emulating people. I've always enjoyed it. It's fun. So that's kind of what I'm working towards. Did you, have you put together like a, uh, like a demo reel or video or anything that uh, you're like it's, putting out to people or – several and they're all terrible so i will continue to destroy them and remake them (laughs) they must not be terrible if you felt uh confident enough to record them you know what i mean and they're always going to sell sound terrible to you 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 know i i that's why i need mick in the worst way possible i'm like please please i need your ear because this is this is all garbage trash to me just (laughs) and he worries too much because he's very talented at it he's very talented person uh impressionist um you, you ask him and even if he even if he doesn't do it regularly you give him enough time he'll do it i'm sorry i'm folding laundry as i do this because I'm oh like, you're fine you're fine no problem I'm like I, it's there and <laughs> i'm going to bed after this <laughs> yeah we're not going to take up much more of your guys's time i know we've run extra long and i'm sorry it's this just, is awesome having... no sorry this is great oh, no 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 i'm i'm here for the long haul i'm just doing laundry phone holding laundry while i do it it's audio i don't care <laughs> fuck these guys i'm getting laundry done yeah. <laughs> right parent <laughs> socks <Fucking> guy <laughs> like i'm rolling out as soon as it's over starts vacuuming the floor (laughs) (laughs) that's how you know that's like the music at the end of the oscars like you know oh thank you oscars and it's like (laughs) all playing off yeah (laughs) (laughs) well guys i want to again thank you for being here this has been a hell of a lot of fun i look forward to having you guys back in the future uh, again, to our listeners, thescenesnobs.com and on social media at the scene snobs. Did you have any other handles you guys wanted to put out there? I think that pretty much covers them all. Okay, I didn't know yeah, if you guys that's... had individual uh, ones at all. I couldn't find them. Uh, I have I the, uh, at my Twitter handle is at Twedi Night. What was that so, one more time? Twedi Night? At Twedi Night. Gotcha. T W E D I, like Jedi, but T W in the front. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's seems not like I have other ones, but I cannot handle them, so I just stick with scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, guys. Well, again, uh, our, our listeners can check out the scene snobs every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. Just go to their website, and you'll be directed right to where they're broadcasting, if not right there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so Thanks much for having us. us. This was fantastic, really appreciate it. And all the Dracula mullets out there. 
Oh yeah, yeah. those have to be appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, if I could say one thing, yeah, don't ever put a mullet on Dracula. That was more than one thing. That was <laughs> ever do it. It's already Try been done. Like I'm photoshopping that up, man. I am going to be on the cover. Sweet. And it's going to be my freaking face on it too. Probably well, at least we know what Randy's going to be for Halloween this year. Oh, uh, you fucking know it. Same thing, as, same thing as he is every year. Randy, I'm going to need you to every, take a uh, selfie day, of man. yourself in a well-lit room and send that to me, please. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Just use that screenshot of that, that frozen look he had on his face. Oh, I'm definitely going to put that up. That was funny as hell. Like, the charming <laughs> smile that the, your your screen froze on was, was pretty funny. I'll have to send it your way. But. Oh, oh, don't worry. I screenshot got it too and i have a meme ready to go oh yes yeah. i can't wait <laughs> uh, jack tell so us glad we have we a decided website to go to candairpodcast.com where you can see who's been on the show listen to the show buy some stuff from the show not really stuff i guess merch t-shirts and whatnot you buy stuff that brings money to the show t-shirts mugs totes all kinds of shit with our, our little logo on it there. And then, of course, the Patreon pod. The Patreon pod. The Patreon pod. $5 a month gets you the Patreon pod. A whole catalog over, what, close to 50 episodes of that? Thousand episodes. No, there's no thousand episodes on there. Let's not oversell <laughs> it. But there's a lot of listening on there. A lot of listening to do for the me- meager price of $5 a month, people. And uh, we're on Twitter at CandairPod. And on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Ooh, Randy, what do I what do I need to say here? Again, check us out on evergreenpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, spooky season, if you want to send us your stories about, I don't know, maybe meeting Dracula, which I'll take a personal interest in, and uh, or any other <laughs> paranormal encounters, send them our way. Oh, man, I would love it if someone trolled you, said they had a story, and they just, like, sent you a picture of Dracula. <laughs> Nick's already writing it now, guys. He's working on it. <laughs> Let this happen. That must happen. Oh, well, until uh, it does. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm horny for Dracula. I'm no, Casey no, no, Bad Man Plot. And I'm Nick Manhattan. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them. <laughs> it sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand, and it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. And now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. This has been a Candare production. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.